She keeps them always shining in a pretty cabinet. Let them eat cake, she says, just like Marie Antoinette. Hello and welcome to Stand and Deliver, a JoJo podcast. This week, we discuss episodes 20 through 22 of season 3. So this episode will be out like long after Halloween. Uh, nope. I guess considering when we <laughs> record this, it's already pretty much after Halloween. It'll be out tomorrow. It will, oh, right. I forgot that we're all caught up now. Yep. The way that this weird upload schedule has worked. Um, God, it's so weird being caught up again. Uh, so I bought yeah, the entire... Yeah, you can't leopard... talk about Mean Girls Day like three weeks before... <laughs> it comes yeah, out oh man so uh i bought all the leprechaun movies to watch over halloween uh i remember always loving the leprechaun movies i think warwick davis is national treasure uh-huh. uh it's been a long time though so i also forgot like the specifics of pretty much every single one of those except for leprechaun in space weirdly enough that's the one that stuck with me sure I forgot how good the first Leprechaun is. Uh, there's a whole chase scene where the Leprechaun just comes crashing out of this room riding a tricycle and just, like, ding, ding the bell, just screaming, like, I want to be gold! Is the first one the one with Leonardo DiCaprio in it, or is that two? Um... Or Jennifer Aniston? Actually, Jennifer Who? Aniston is in the first one, yes. Yeah. Hmm... Maybe Leo's in two? I don't remember. It's been a long two, time. Two has the guy who played, uh... It's in Seinfeld. It's not... It's like a Jerry's dad's rifle. The one with the space pin. I'm trying oh, to remember oh, the guy's yeah, name. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Um, I don't remember. Yeah. No, yeah, he, I know who you're talking about. He drinks the leprechaun under the table. Great. Yeah, that seems impossible. Well, so he, the leprechaun, keeps drinking full bottles of whiskey, but you see, he's thought ahead, and so his bottle is just filled with like I think it's, uh, cream soda and seltzer, so it looks like whiskey. Oh, okay. He, so he doesn't some. get. Drunk. Yeah, he does. Pulls uh, a real fast one on the lep. There's a whole part where they're running around the house in the first one, and he, the leprechaun just decides to do this little, like, Scooby-Doo gag where he's riding a skateboard between two rooms in a hallway, and every time he passes by, he just does a different cool pose. Oh, so you're saying that I should rewatch the leprechauns? Yes, yes, you should. In one and two, he constructs his own leprechaun mobile. And, like, in two, it's just a go-kart, and I swear to God, he spray-paints on the side, me gold. Great. <laughs> See, I remember almost nothing about any of the first two, or, like, any of them except for In the Hood, really. 
they're I, I got through the first three so far and they've all been pretty damn good uh the first one i think like the biggest fault it has is it leans too much on trying to actually be a horror movie instead of leaning towards the horror comedy element which yeah. is like still there that was how i remembered it yeah like two starts swaying towards the horror comedy angle like pretty aggressively and by the time of three it's like fully just that mm. okay they're great they're awesome movies go to your local walmart mine had it for like seven dollars and fifty cents for all the leprechaun movies which is about a buck a piece i'm gonna say it's worth it i think that sounds like too much i think it's just enough i think you got ripped off hmm you know i watched something else that had a leprechaun in it though what it's called JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. This kid, Koichi, pretty sure he's a leprechaun. Oh, I thought you were going to talk about the other short guy that loves gold. <laughs> oh, God, I forgot his name already. Tamami? No, Shigechi. Oh, there's a lot of short men in yeah. JoJo's Bizarre Adventure Part 4, it turns out. Yukako's depressed. Why? Oh, Something something about boys. I mean, she likes Koichi. That's something to be depressed about. Yeah. Yeah, it is. Uh, so, she's wandering around town. Uh, she finds a salon called Salon Cinderella. Uh, if this is anything like Tonio's place, probably something weird in there. It's like no. There's a sign that's like, oh, our makeup treatment will help you find true love. Nothing weird happens in this town of Morio. Nothing bad ever happens to me, sings mm -hmm. Josuke. Uh, yeah, th this girl just like bolts out of the place uh, thanking someone named Miss Aya because her makeover helped her get uh, proposed to. Uh, so Yukako, I guess, just figures like, oh yeah, sure, I guess I'll go inside this place. I don't know, I'm trying to get this guy to like me, maybe it'll work out. Also, some creep walks by while this is going on, but ignore him. Oh, yeah. Definitely it's not important. Not an important person. Not foreshadowing anything. <sighs> yeah, I want to get through this episode because this is like a real fucking white noise episode and then shit pops off in the next two. It is, and although actually, I feel like a lot of people really dislike this episode, and I'm not quite, I guess that's the reason why. But I think it's fine. Like, I don't yeah, hate it. It's not bad. My thing is just that knowing what happens in the two episodes following this, they're vastly more interesting because actual plot stuff happens. Well, this one turns out to be pretty integral to the plot later on. But for oh. now, yeah, it just seems like a weird one-off. Okay. Yeah, that's the vibe that I got from it. I did not think it had any imports later on. but. Uh, Aya I find to be an extremely relatable character Because she says she sighs a lot And talks like she has low blood pressure Uh huh Which I'm into Also Aya just wants to help people And if anybody is the villain in this episode It's Yukako Wow shocking Yeah You don't say This yeah. isn't like a Tonio thing Where the villain being Josuke is just like Oh well 
It's because Josuke is well-meaning, but also very stupid. It's just, Yukako's kind of a dickhead. Yep. Like, a legitimately terrible human being. Because, like, the implication in this episode, too, is that, like, the makeover is totally successful, and, like, the stand's power works on Koichi, and that might be the only reason he's interested in her. I'm actually not sure if it is, or... I'm kind like, of I, I feel like he maybe was before then, mm. and maybe it just made him realize it more or something. I'm not sure. Uh, either way, not a great situation. No. Uh, what is great though is that this lady's boutique has a like Mario sixty four machine where she can just like scan Yukako's face and just stretch it around. Yeah, <laughs> which is awesome. Uh huh. It uses uh, <laughs> the latest CGI. Yeah, she makes her look like terrible, and then it's just like I'm not very good with CG. Yeah, I'll just let go of the R button here and make everything yeah. snap back. Weird though, my notes I have that quote attributed to the director of the first JoJo's opening. Uh. Hmm. Hmm. Don't know what I was thinking. Hey, uh, it turns out A has got a stand! And it's going to outer limit this girl's face! Sure. Control the vertical this... and the horizontal. <laughs> this is... I... Look, this Outer Limits reference that I've brought up at least two other times now, it is the only face-molding reference I have. Please bear with me. I did not expect this much face-molding in JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. I don't actually know what one you're talking about. Uh, okay, so Mrs. Doubtfire. The kids are watching this show on the TV oh, where someone's like Miss Pushing. Okay. Yeah, see? We've yeah. done this before. We've yep. been here. I forgot about that. I thought you were thinking of um, that Twilight Zone episode where... The pig face lady has her face changed And then turns out everybody else has pig faces So now she's the weird looking one Oh, you know, along the same lines See, that would have been a good reference to have on deck But then, along the same lines of that That Daft Punk movie Oh, yeah, 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 Electroma Yeah They get the weird matte, uh, like, wax faces on and then melt Sure, everyone loves Electroma I do Fifteen minutes of walking in the desert on fire. Well, fifteen minutes is maybe underselling it. Sure, I legitimately like that movie too, even though I completely understand why most people hate it. Yeah, I like it because oh. most people hate it. Yes, like actually, the reasons most people hate it are exactly the things that make me like it. So, mm-hmm. uh, remember when they put Daft Punk in that Neutron movie? Yeah. People did not like the Neutron, but I I like the Neutron. I like the Neutron. Neutron's great. Unlike Jimmy Neutron, which sucked. No. Jimmy Neutron's awful. So, uh, she bumps into Koichi, a noted Jimmy Neutron fan. And, uh, like, her eyes had some work done, I guess, but, like, I can't really tell honestly yeah i can't either uh i meant to go back and check and see if they actually did change anything about it but um also didn't care yeah same here uh so yeah they go get a drink and they do some lady in the tramp uh, lady and the tramp garbage i don't care koichi drank eight cups of coffee and now his tummy hurts so he has to leave i mean Yeah, sometimes I drink one cup and have the same reaction, like this morning. 
<laughs> the eight cups thing is a specific reference to that's how much I was drinking every night. Oh. And then I was having stomach problems, unsurprisingly. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, uh, Yukako, like, her face is, like, starts changing back. Hmm. I guess. Like, the, the power is only, it, it lasts for 30 minutes, and then it wears off. So, also, like, she busts. I would like to mention the prices that uh, Aya charges for Cinderella's powers. Pretty reasonable. How much are they? Like, I didn't actually sit down it and do like, the... It was like... $15 or something? Oh, that's not bad. I was expecting it to be something like 100 bucks. So the the later one, when it's like the permanent thing that she has to keep reapplying, I think that's like 500 But even then, yeah, but... that seems all right. Uh, Yukako yeah. pays it somehow, so... Hey, look. Y- Yukako... Yukako knows how to get around. Like, she's pretty manipulative. She broke into that one dude's house. Like, who's to say she didn't rob him? True. Or, uh, you know, she, maybe a He's a terrible person. She definitely could have done that. Right? I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, she busts down the door of this place. Speaking of being a terrible person, just straight up kicks her way in and demands a full body treatment. Yep, starts strangling her with her hair powers. Yeah, what the fuck, man? Like, it... God, the stamp hour lasted only 30 minutes. Uh-huh. There's no reason to go and almost murder somebody over it. But, it, like, they both realize they have, like, stands now. Like, that is understood between them. Uh, Aya is like, okay, I'll hook you up. I, you have to put this lipstick on, like, every 30 minutes, though. Uh, so... She, like, bumps into Koichi again uh, later, but, like, he isn't under her spell for very long before Rohan, the world's ultimate cock block, shows up. <laughs> See, I told you Rohan would just keep showing up. I love it. Rohan's great. Yeah. I'm completely coming around on him now. He's just like, I just want to go to the mall and take a bunch of pictures. Like, Koichi, do you want to come with me? And then, like... Yukako goes and calls up Aya and just starts, like, grilling her again. So Aya explains, like, in the past, Koichi's heart was affected by something that Yukako did. I just don't know what. So his mm. reasoning, his fucking brains, is preventing him from falling in love with her, a crazy person. Okay. But since Cinderella's power is absolute, Koichi will eventually come around. And, like, while all this is going on, I fucking love this like, more and more people start joining Rohan's gang. Like, Joseph shows up, and Josuke shows up, mm-hmm. and, like, Koichi's mom and sister show up. Yep. So eventually, Rohan just has his old posse with him. Rohan has a posse. That's what they say yeah. about him. Entourage, but starring Rohan. Now that would be something worth watching. Yeah. Koichi would be Turtle, obviously. Yeah, definitely. Obviously. Talking yeah. about turtle here. God. So uh, turtles are yeah, a they... recurring motif in this. So, oh of course. man, yeah. Do you do you think do you think Rocky's ever watched Entourage? Absolutely. I used to watch a lot of Entourage when I was in college because I had trouble falling asleep, and I kind of just let the local Fox station play whatever it wanted. So before bed was pretty much like. 
two episodes of Seinfeld, My Name is Earl, and then Entourage was about the point where my brain started to fall asleep. I like how not only were you watching it, but you were watching the syndicated, like, network cut-down version. Yeah. Why not? Yeah. Why? Oh. Honestly, probably less terrible. Maybe. I don't know. I've never seen any of it. I probably would have wanted to murder those characters more if I saw, like, the... HBO was the one that ran that, right? Yes. Okay, yeah. Anyway, everyone's at the mall. Yeah, here we are, at the mall. Uh, shopping. Uh, the baby gets upset. The baby uh, is there. Joseph is still carrying around this infant that doesn't belong to him. Yeah? Well, uh, he's adopted it at this point. <laughs> it still has a mother somewhere, which is, like, my favorite thing about all of this. Maybe. You don't know. Maybe something happened to her. Maybe it just came out invisible so no one knew that she had a baby and the doctors were like, huh, weird. Mm, I don't think so. Mm. But maybe. Anyway, Rohan's camera flash spooks the baby and starts going invisible so Joseph has to run out of there and they bump into Koichi and Koichi bumps into Yukako and they share a kiss, which is really distressing to me because Koichi is like five years old. <laughs> What, you don't like that they're uh, delving into the straight Shota stuff again? Here's the thing. I understand there's a lot of short characters in this season of JoJo's, and I never once sort of thought of Koichi as actually being a little boy. I always viewed him as sort of like a Krillin type. But yeah. seeing him kiss like a normal-sized woman looks really, really, really weird. Hmm. You're saying this is maybe awakened something? Are you getting into it? This is it? like, in multiple Leprechaun movies, the Leprechaun tries to make oh, it with a woman. But they never go far enough as actually having the Leprechaun kiss a woman, because it would look really, really, really weird. What do you have against Warwick Davis? Nothing. It's the Leprechaun makeup, the part where he's slobbering all over himself. Mm. If Warwick Davis were just smooching normal-sized women all the time, I wouldn't have a problem with that. I do. The part where he's like dragging his gross fingernails down this woman's like stomach, going like, eh, "I'm gonna have to make some modifications. Ugh. I'm gonna put my weird leprechaun penis in you." <laughs> Great. That's actual. Oh, we're gonna consummate this marriage. Yeah. Uh, close to it. Yeah. No, he um is going to impregnate her, but he needs to make modifications to her, including making her face look disgusting. Because otherwise it would frighten the babies uh, to have, like, a non-leprechaun mother. Great. They never come back to it because one of his shillings is missing. And so he has to go patrol the Hollywood streets to get his shilling back. Okay. Yeah. Which, that's, like, most of the movie. The girl he kidnapped largely doesn't do anything until the very end. Like, she's the damsel in distress. They're trying to go get her back. So... Okay. Next week we'll. I'm not uh, saying the leprechaun movies have about leprechaun movies. <laughs> yes. <laughs> By next week I'll be through leprechaun in space and at least the first in the hood movies. So we well, we will read this. Great. Yeah. I'm sure both of those have aged fucking horribly. <laughs> Who directed actually... uh, leprechaun in space? Was that Christopher Nolan? 
David Fincher? I am genuinely curious which Leprechaun movie aged more poorly, Leprechaun in Space or Leprechaun in the Hood? It has to be in the Hood. It, yeah, like conventional wisdom would be that, but I, I sort of wonder, like, I'm going to watch him back to back and we'll just see how that night goes. See how many beers I can get in me before those movies end. So, yeah, uh, Koichi is now extremely into Yukako. Yukako? 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 Yukako. I wrote this wrong here. Okay, yeah. Uh, so Koichi's telling Josuke about it the next day, and Josuke basically tries to kill himself? Yeah. I don't remember uh, most of this. Uh, so... They're like sitting at, at the window, like in the windowsill. Uh, I oh, think yeah, on like yeah, the top yeah. floor of their school. Okay. And when I... he tells them, like, Joe's cage just totally non sells the thing and just like tilts backwards and almost falls out the window. Yes. I remember this now. <laughs> yeah. He like saves himself my... with um, Crazy Diamond. Yeah. Uh, and then Okuyasu is like just bawling his eyes out. Still, because anytime someone brings up that, like, Koichi has made it with a woman more than he has, like, he just cannot cope with, it, like, any of that. Look, you know what? I understand. Don't blame him. Yeah, no, I do too, but... Uh, so, yeah, he's, like, how oh, weird, Yukako, this literal psychopath, won't return any of my calls. That's pretty weird, huh? Which, like, it it would be even if she weren't insane, but also it's super surprising that she would not return Koichi's calls. Yes. Uh, so, after school, he's walking down the street, he bumps into this lady. Uh, he thinks it's Yukako, but she's like, no, you've got me mistaken, because uh, her face looks really gross now. <laughs> well, just specifically her eyes. Yeah. They, I really like He didn't that. put enough lipstick on them. Like, they look really weird and gross. Yeah. It looks like um SpongeBob when his eyes dry out, you know? <laughs> the part where he's like, I don't need water. That that whole bit. I really would have liked it if they had like gross hyper realistic close ups of Yukako in this. Yeah. Oh, man. So, yeah, she busts into Aya's place again and throws her across the room. Uh-huh. Yukako is ostensibly the hero of this episode, but... Uh, I don't like think Like we so. said, not, not really. And, and uh, yeah, also, so... this was just Yukako's fault. Like, she, yeah, she didn't follow directions. Yeah, like, she was specifically instructed, you've got to put the lipstick on every 30 minutes, and she did not follow that. I mean, this, this whole thing is basically just like a fairy tale where the main character yeah. messes up, they don't do what the fairy godmother says, etc. Except uh, in those fairy tales, usually the main character is not crazy like this. Yeah. So, Koichi shows up, he's convinced that it is Yukako, of course he is correct, uh, and... What's happening is she's losing her face and, like, other features uh, because she didn't put the lipstick on like she was instructed. So, um, I actually really like this bit where Aya has Cinderella, like, throw up a whole bunch of different eyes. And she's just like, okay, your eyes are floating around in this room someplace. If you remember 
the way your own original face looked and you can pick those out, then you will return to normal. But if you pick out somebody else's, like your face won't be symmetrical and you will look super gross. Also, all of these eyes look the same. Yeah. Also, none of them are actually hers. Yeah, but also, they all look the same, including yes. the ones that actually are hers. Yeah. It's it's almost like they probably slapped these onto a model or something and just had the one set of eyes. I noticed some of the eyebrows are different, but that's mm. kind of it. Well, that's a hell of a lot easier to draw differently. Well, yeah. So, yeah, like, the, her her catch here is that none of those eyes actually belong to her, and if she remembers her own face well enough, she would understand that. Uh, and she she sort of feels like she picks the right one out, but then she stops and she's like, I don't know, Koichi, you pick something because whatever looks right to you will make me happy. Mm. And then Koichi's like, fucking no, it won't. I, um... This kind of reminded me of that part with Surface, where, um, like, Josuke says something about how, uh, you see your hands a lot more than you actually see your face, and so, like, I'm not sure what my point is here, but it reminded me of that part, where maybe it's kind of unfair, but then also yeah, Yukako no, totally says, uh, that she sees herself, like, every morning when I go to do my hair or whatever, so... I guess it it would be different for her. Yeah, because that's the thing is she's incredibly vain. Yeah, which is sort of like Koichi's point. He doesn't say it as bluntly, but like he knows that if he he were to pick the wrong one, she would somehow figure it out, and she would assume that Koichi thinks she looks ugly yeah. because she's just that that vain. Uh, and so Koichi, a solid dude all around, is just like. Hey, lady, gouge my eyes out. Just rip them out of my head, so that way, like, whatever she picks, I'll be cool with it, and she'll be cool with it, and everything will be fine. Yeah, great solution. A hundred, I'm 100% convinced Koichi is under a spell, because this is fucked. <laughs> like, everything mm -hmm. that happened between them, going from, like, screaming I hate you, to then being like, yeah, why don't you blind me so I could be with this woman? Yeah. Which, which just makes, like, everything Yukako has done even worse, because, like, after this episode, it's established, like, there's still a couple. Uh-huh. Again, that's <laughs> what I'm saying. I don't think it's entirely the spell. I think Koichi is just I... kind of dumb. I don't know. I disagree. I think it's actually the spell, like, sort of solidifies. I think he basically got date-raped. Hmm. Poor Koichi. Yeah. Yeah. So, uh, Aya's really impressed by this, and she's like, okay, whatever, man, I'll just restore her face. The end. That's that's the, the episode. Yep. Great. It just, did it. it just sort of stops at the very end, which is awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, okay, manga anime differences. Wow. Okay, there are a lot of these. Uh, Dude, I gotta finish this coffee and think about the leprechaun some more, so. Since this episode takes place before Yoshikage Kira wants to live quietly rather than afterwards, Yukako sees Koichi and runs away only to happen upon Salon Cinderella. 
Originally, Yokako sits at Café du Magot until Joseph convinces her to visit the salon in order to find love. During the scene where everyone shows up... Oh god, up, so Josuke is an accessory to this? Oh, no, Joseph. Oh no! <laughs> That's what he said, probably. Oh I don't my know. god! <laughs> During the scene where everyone shows up to interfere, further dialogue from Joseph towards Yukako is also omitted. Yukako's left eye twitching is added. A dialogue depicting Yukako meeting two children talking about having a lover and Koichi talking about Angelo Rock's growing fame at Ringate is added. When Yukako goes to meet up with Koichi after her first try at Aya's salon, she has an inner monologue where she doubts the ability of the makeup to bring her luck. Uh, Yukako cutting in line to grab a taxi and using her powers to tie a man's hand to a pole is cut. So they actually took out more crazy things Yukako did. Suda's just like, look, she's the main character of this episode. We can't have her be this much of a bitch. Suda. Yeah. Who's Suda? Probably Suda. I don't know who you're talking about. Uh, You used to say things about the episodes that we were doing. What? Yeah. You, um... When Koichi and Yukako bump into each other after Yukako first tries out Aya Salon, Koichi mentions he doesn't want her to feel bad about what happened before partially because the two are stand users and should get along, although this part is omitted. More great work from the JoJo Wiki here. Yeah. Uh, like previous episodes, the Café du Mago is replaced by Rangate, but strangely, Koichi and Yukako's first date... P- date- First date takes place at Do My Goes. When Aya examines Yukako's body, I told you there are a lot of these. When Aya examines Yukako's body, it omits her analysis of Yukako's hand lines. You sure about that? Because I thought she said something about her hand lines. I have no idea. Okay, cuts. I do not know. <laughs> cuts why Yukako does not apply the lipstick. The manga reveals it was because it happens during her kissing Koichi. Okay, I uh, wondered would, about that. That would make more sense. That, like, would... You know, I would say that would vilify her less, but then the manga also had all that other dirt that she did. Yeah. So, uh. When Josuke nearly falls out the window, his stand now helps him to get back up. Uh, a scene showing Yoshikage Kira walking past Salon Cinderella with a Saint Gentleman's bag is added. The faces proposed by Cinderella to Yukako are still, while the manga had them in movement. Okay, That is super weird that they would be moving in a print format, but still in an animated format. It probably would have been a lot more of a pain to animate all of those faces. Uh, yeah. Whereas in, yeah, that's true. in manga, you would just like, you know, make some wiggle lines around them, or you have to draw them sure. again for the next that's... panel anyway. So, yeah, that's really all you do to convey emotion in comic books is you just add some wiggle lines around everything. Yeah, basically. <laughs> now, here also, uh, getting getting off. little ahead, what? getting little ahead of ourselves. Uh, Saint Gentleman's is an extremely good name for a deli. It is. Okay, next episode. Go. That's, oh, that's it? 
Okay. Yeah. Wow. No, it's for yeah. the amount of differences. I was expecting that to go all the way up until the end. Nope. Oh. Okay. That's all right. Whatever. Kira's a creep. He's having a real creepy day out with a hand that he cut off of a woman. Because he he's does. a creep. Everyone loves Yoshikage Kira. He's a friend to all children. Uh, so I did not add this point of the episode because I think that he is just a disgusting human being. But thankfully, uh, they had the, the good sense to pit him against an even more disgusting human being. And so by the end of these two episodes, uh, I kind of think he might be the hero of part four. Oh, yeah. <laughs> man. I really did a 180 on this dude, just fucking hating him to death by the end of this. Man, I love Kira. I'm way into Kira as a, vi- as a villain. Uh-huh. So, uh, you're a member of the Cult of Kira. Just oh, like in sure. Death Note. Yeah. Remember when they did that movie? No. <laughs> they still called him Kira, even though it took place in the U.S.? <laughs> I didn't know that, but sure. Yeah, and they're just like, oh, why would you call yourself Kira? And he's like, oh, well, I think it means uh, Japanese for killer or something, but uh, the point is they would be looking in Japan for me when I'm in the U.S. all along. Great. It's like, Uh, sure, because I guess everyone's a real dumb fucker. That movie has Willem Dafoe as the voice of Ryuk, and so... Yeah, great. Yep, that's great. I'll never watch it, but... It's super unfortunate. Yeah, about every other thing related to that movie that's not Willem Dafoe. Ah, mm-hmm. so I want Willem Dafoe to be my Willem de friend. Me too. So, uh, Kira's just got this hand in his pocket, and the other one's giving him a peace sign. Fucking god, he's just like <laughs> so. He's in same gentleman's. <laughs> I'm sorry. No, it's. You take your time. Oh, I mean, that was it. I'm sorry I offended you. <laughs> it's okay. One hand in his pocket, the other one's hailing a taxi cab. What? Oh my god. He's uh, in St. Gentleman's, uh, just taking this hand and, like, poking it into sandwiches, just making her caress sandwiches mm-hmm. until, like, it pokes through the bag. And, like, all this sauce comes out. And then he starts licking the hand clean. What kind of sandwiches Sucking are these, Sucking on do fingers. I don't know. They look delicious. They do, but also, like, like you said, he pokes into the bun and then sauce comes oozing out like it's, like the bun is filled with the sauce. He mentions, like, I think what kind of sauce it is, but I didn't write that down. And I want to say later on, Sugechi mentions that his is, like, I think teriyaki chicken or something like that. I don't remember that. Teriyaki chicken sounds delicious, so. Sure. But yeah, uh, he starts poking this thing, and, like, just so you know, this dude is a dick. Like, he leaves there, and he's like, ha, ha, I bought a different sandwich. That other one had a dead finger in it. Yeah. I really like that. Like, Yoshikage Kira is the guy that goes to a buffet and sneezes on the food and then <laughs> picks something else. Just leaves it there. Uh, but anyway, uh, Kira goes to the park. It's a beautiful Dewang. Uh-huh. Yeah. 
because you see there is this translations kind of popular maybe people know about it where i get it's it. like it's an english translation but like thailand is... uh-huh tell me it, more yeah well so he's supposed to say it's a beautiful day but they translated as doing which is, it... is humorous because that's not day at all is that actually where Duane comes from? I believe so, yeah. I think it's him saying, like, oh, it's a beautiful day. Oh, okay. And then he came out and was like, what a beautiful Duane! So. Sure. Yeah. It's like those um those old fan fictions that was that were written by some guy in Africa or something where it just kept using Danube as a verb. <laughs> yeah. It was just like, Dr. Gregory House Danubed into the closet or something. Was that the one where it's just like Dr. House went into his house and yeah. said, I love my Dr. House house? Yes, that one. Oh, those are so good. Nothing will beat, though, the uh, ALF fan fiction. Yep, absolutely. The titty. Oh, okay. So, well, I know nobody listening to this has probably have read this thing. There was an ALF fan fiction that uh, Larry and I found once where ALF goes to a park. And he sees a beautiful woman, and he asks if he can suck on the woman's titties, and she's way into it because she's got the hots for Alf. And so he ends up, like, falling in love with her, and they have a baby named Alfie Alf Jr., yep. who Alf loves almost as much as he loves sucking on titty. <laughs> yeah. Also, the whole thing's like three paragraphs. Three short <laughs> paragraphs. It moves at a breakneck pace. I really love that Doug one, though, where I can't re remember what the circumstances were, but, like, Doug's penis grows really, really big to the point where it crushes his entire house and his family, and then he just yells, Mom, Dad, my wang is huge! Yeah. And just, like, catapults with it. There are a lot of really good Doug fanfics. Remember that time uh, there was the one about him talking online with with uh, Skeeter, whose username was Silva Skeeter? And so we found a guy on AIM with the username Silva Skeeta, and we're like, hey, we love the theme to your show. You know, the one that goes do, 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 but in text form. And oh, uh, he got really mad at us. <laughs> yeah. Oh, God. Rest in peace, AIM and Silva Skeeta. Yeah, RIP Silva Skeeta. Who knows yeah. what he's like? I think that, now. like, well, the fan fiction was that Silvasquito was having inappropriate conversations with Mr. Dink. Was so we can only yeah. imagine where Silvasquito is now, but he is uh, probably worse off for it than probably. We are. Yeah. Kira uh, also thinks it's maybe about time that he breaks up with his severed hand because she's going ripe. Mm-hmm. Uh, he also spooks a dog away uh, Which is important In a minute um, So Sagechi, Like I said is here because This grotesque episode Wasn't hard enough to stomach They had to just throw this fucking goblin into the mix Well it's for a good cause Yes like ultimately Ultimately this episode ends the way it should Uh huh Or these two episodes Rather, uh, but yeah, Josuke and Okayasu uh, are like still using him to bum money. Yeah, which, like Christ, 
Wait, no. So, he... don't th doesn't he ask them for money? No, because they want money to go buy food for lunch. Oh. Because Sagechi already got lunch at a Saint Gentleman's. Oh, okay. And they're like, oh, we want money so we can go over and buy something at Saint Gentleman's before they sell out. And so Sagechi no, wins they're, them. They're not asking no, him for he... money. They're just saying, like, do you want to go get lunch? No, they, they want money because there's that whole bit where he has to write that, like, they lint him so much. And because he's an illiterate ding-dong, he doesn't know how to write lint. Oh, yeah, okay. And so, like, while all that's going on, while he's distracted trying to write that down, that's when the dog comes up and it steals his bag. Yes, okay. And so then he's like, my bag! And notices Kira's uh, sitting over by the tree. Kira's sitting behind, and he goes over and he swipes it before Kira can tell what's going on. And then Kira's like, oh, shit, I put the hand in there. <laughs> my handbag! Kira just presses his hands to both sides of his face and goes, Oh, no. Oh, I messed up. Yeah, really, uh, Kira's pretty calm, all things considered, about this turn of events. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, because I think he just kind of knows, like, if worse comes to worse, he'll just murder this kid. Uh-huh. Which, like, I'd be calm with it, too. Like, no one's going to miss Sketchy. No. You take one look at him. You're honestly you're doing his parents a favor. Yeah. Just you know, so, it's, it's like a horse with a broken leg. You just try to make it painless. Yeah, you know, save so much money, no longer having to feed that fucking leg tumor that just slopped off one night, Ugh. became sentient. Is that something that happens in the Leprechaun movie? No, but in Leprechaun 3, the Leprechaun ends up bleeding into another guy's open wound, and it basically gives him a Leprechaun STD that starts turning the guy into another Leprechaun. <laughs> okay. Yeah. Where there, there's this whole bit where he orders, like, an all-potato meal at a casino and just starts stuffing it down his throat, and he's like, oh no, I'm turning into a Leprechaun. <laughs> How many casinos offer all potato meals? Look, you go to Vegas and you got enough money, they will give you anything you want. Okay. An all potato meal in Vegas is honestly not as far-fetched as some of the other things you could totally get at Vegas. Alright. So, uh, what I'm saying is please come to my all-you-can-eat potato buffet. Uh, it is opening up inside the Circus Circus. I will not do that. Because when you think food, surely you think Circus Circus. Yeah. Is there, like, actually a restaurant in Circus Circus? Man, Circus Circus has everything. <laughs> There's a miniature amusement park in Circus Circus. Well, I know that, but that makes sense. It's Circus Circus. Yeah, sure, you could get splashed with Circus Circus water on their totally non-splash mountain. Uh, can I go meet Andy Circus? Yeah, I'm gonna say yes. Alright. Yeah, why not? I'll have him sign my Gollum poster. 
Oh, yeah, I'm sure he loves hearing about how he played Gollum. You should go up to him and do your Gollum impression. I bet he does not get enough of that. What else am I going to have him sign a poster uh, for more of the Planet of the Apes? Come on. He's going to say a banana, which apes love, but... Or a... He had to be a dick about it. Picture of his character from Avengers Age of Ultron. Actually, I guess he was in Black Panther, too. For a little bit. Yeah, like as an actual human being, as a real boy. Uh, no. Before he got killed off. Yeah, anyway. I mean, he was in Age of Ultron, too. It was the same character, I'm just saying. I did not I... see Age of Ultron, so I did not know that. Yeah, it, that was why it was weird when watching Black Panther. It was like, oh, they remembered that Claw exists. Hmm. Because I think in yeah, I Age know. of Ultron, I... he's in Wakanda at that point. Or he he mentions something about Wakanda or Vibranium. Yeah, everyone told me Age of Ultron was kind of boring, so I never bothered with it. I like it, but I can see why people don't. Um, uh, the, the probably kind of, never... Look, Age of Ultron has one of my favorite tropes of movies, which is where the characters go to a rural farmhouse to recuperate. Oh, sure, the Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles effect. Yep. Exactly. Like, I honestly really like that, too. Uh, that is also why when reading through the Mirage Ninja Turtles books recently, I was really, really happy that that was totally a plot point that they just straight up lifted out of that. Yep, so basically it's that. Uh, you got Tony Stark lying in the bathtub somewhere. Uh, it's great. <laughs> April O'Neil is drawing sketches of him. Uh-huh. <laughs> uh, Splinter shows up as a Force ghost and starts talking to Thor. Now you're talking... Yeah, it's a good movie. <laughs> uh, so, uh, yeah, so Kira's worried because the hand is inside the bag and uh, Koichi is, like, going back up to meet with Josuke no Kiyasu, so Kira just can't, like, pluck the thing out of his hands. Um, and now Sikechi, to make matters worse, is like, I'll sell you my lunch for 10,000 yen. Because yeah. St. Gentleman, like, sold out. Uh, which, like, that's a lot for a sandwich. It must be a really good sandwich because it kind of seems like they briefly considered. Well, 10000 That'd be $100? Yeah. Yeah. It's an expensive sandwich. Yep. It, the thing I wonder is why Kira does not just offer to buy it from him. Oh, man, yeah. That's true. Could just show up and be like, oh, I overheard it. I was uh, trying to get lunch, but they sold out. There's or just pretend to walk by and be like, oh, I see you've got a bag from St. Gentleman's. Uh, they were sold out, so would you sell that to me? So, yeah. It... I don't know. You know, uh, come to think of it, too, what if Sagechi totally bought the sandwich that got a dead finger poked into it? He probably Like, did. what if his original sandwich was that one and he almost ate that instead? Wouldn't surprise me. So, uh, yes, Yechi uh, does not sell the sandwich because Okuyasu and Josuke don't have any money on them. And so Sagechi's like, oh, well, at the school I sneak into the gym and, like, they got a coffee machine and I make myself coffee and tea and I eat all alone on, like, practice mats and stuff because I'm a fucking weirdo. Uh-huh. Uh, and Josuke and Okuyasu are like, yeah, we're not weirdos, so fuck you, we're not following you to school. You walk that way, we're walking this way. 
it's the best decision that they have made in maybe the whole series. Yep. Uh, well, at least for the next five minutes before they end up meeting up with Sekechi. Well, yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, they... Like... Kira and Sugechi kind of bump into each other, and like Kira doesn't use that as an opportunity to just grab the bag and run. And I also like noted here that for some reason Sugechi, on top of just looking terrible, is also like off model now, so his head accounts for like half of his body mass. Uh-huh. I'm glad you also noticed that because if like if you didn't think he looked weird enough already, here you go. Oh my god! Yeah, bobble-headed Sugechi is terrifying. Oh god, so he, man, he sneaks into the gym uh, through like an office window and like before he opens up the bag he remembers he has to brew the coffee so like he leaves it and that's when Kira jumps in and he's just like, oh this like freak is real lucky he didn't open the bag because then I would have had to kill him. Yeah. Although, as we find out, like he can explode people and leave no trace of them. So I'm not sure why he has such hesitation. Yeah, I I don't know, because, boy, he evaporates that child later on. Spoilers. Oh, well. So suddenly, Okuyasu's butt. Love it. Just just as big around as Sugechi's face. It's beautiful. Yeah. Little fan service there. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, Okuyasu's trying to enter this room like ass first. <laughs> and then like Kira hides in some gym equipment. Speaking of things of like I, I don't know why Kira wouldn't do this or this or this. Why didn't he just grab the bag when he was going to hide into the equipment? Like he just hid and left the bag there. Yep. It wouldn't have taken him any more time to just pick it up. Well, the actual reason is because if he did, then Shigechi would use Harvest to look for it, and then they would find him. But he doesn't know that he has Harvest. I know, but I'm saying, like, narratively, the reason he doesn't do it. Sure. The character's reason, he doesn't really have one. Which is what is a little, like, irritating about this, because Kira spends so much time in these episodes monologuing to himself about how he's a smart boy. Yeah. Walking around going like, I haven't been caught yet because I'm so smart and handsome and nobody would suspect me. I'm also incredibly lucky. And then it's just like, uh, you didn't blow up the boy, you didn't just take the bag, you didn't offer to buy the bag, you didn't just take the bag in the gym room. You put a dead hand in a bag? (laughs) Like, what's wrong with you? This is making me realize I have not heard the dub of this, uh, or specifically any episodes with Kira. And I really want his dub to just be Stephen Colbert doing the Phil Kinsebin voice. So good. That would be great. Uh, they're not that far yet, though. So I don't know what his voice would even sound like yet anyway. Oh, okay. I think, they're, I think they just finished the first Yukako episode. Mm. That and they're right. quite a ways off. Uh, but yeah, so... Uh, they wanted free drinks after all, so that is why they showed up, and, uh, they kind of, like, just plop their stuff down, and Sagechi goes to get the coffee, uh, and then Kira takes, like, a 
coat hanger and he undoes it so he can kind of like hook the bag and pull it over to him. Uh, but it drops and the hand almost spills out of the bag. Yeah. So, jo- so Josuke is like leaning down to check out this bag when Sugechi shows back up. And Sugechi, being the worst friend you could possibly have, immediately assumes that Josuke just wanted to steal his sandwich. Sure. Because that's what makes the most sense. Yes. Exactly. <laughs> so they start having a fight. And then I think, like, the, the, the tea kettle or something goes off, so he gets pulled out of there again. So Kira finishes doing what he's doing, he hooks back, he gets everything back. And that's when Sagechi returns again. Spills the coffee and the tea, just fucking throws it. Uh-huh. Because his sandwich is gone. And, like, really starts laying into Josuke and Okuyasu, and then summons uh, Harvest, like you said, to go look for the sandwich. Yeah. Uh, but it doesn't work out because the gym teacher comes back in and tells them all to scram. I just thought of the worst thing possible. Oh no, what? What if Shigechi had come back from making the drinks and very slyly said to Josuke and Okuyasu, Coffee, tea, or me? Well, this is the final episode, everybody. I'm sorry. Uh, I didn't mean to. Uh... Okay, I'm here. I just had to walk around my apartment for a second. Oh, okay. Yeah. I apologize for putting that image in your head. Apology not accepted. Can't blame you. So, Kira's got his hand back. Uh... Harvest is poking around, but they get scared out of the uh, out of the gym office. It, in, uh, it is so... interesting here to think. Um, apparently, like Shigechi does not share like sensory. I don't, I don't know how you would say it. Like he doesn't see what Harvest sees because yeah, they see Kira in there, right? Uh, yeah, so they do totally run up on Kira, which is a little weird because I think Kira doesn't realize this again. She has a stand until a little bit later. Yeah. Kira doesn't notice them. Hmm. Uh, But yeah, so yet she also does not notice he's there because, um, Kira is, so he's a free man, he's walking back, and, uh, just happens upon him. And is just like, hey, I could not find my St. Gentleman's bag, you have one. You have my sandwich, which, like, Kira meets that with, like, oh, no, I'm just passing through here. I bought St. Gentleman's for lunch, which a a non-asshole would just go, like, oh, okay, I'm sorry, I'm mistaken. A non-asshole probably wouldn't even, like, initiate that conversation of just, like, hey, stranger, you stole my thing. Uh Uh-huh. But Sagechi being Sagechi, like, of course he goes to that place immediately. Yeah. And he's then he he's also, not wrong, but... He doubles down on it, too. Where he's just like, you're a creep, you're walking around a school here, I know you're up to something. So basically what I'm saying is everything that follows is completely Shigechi's fault. Yes, no, uh, I would... 
I would suggest that he maybe gets what he deserves. I agree. Karma. He was a villain up to the end. Yeah. Even after the end, a little bit where he's a ghost, just, oh, God, yikes. Mm. So, uh, yeah, so, like, Sugechi knows his bag, uh, like, he, he sends Harvest after it, and they have, like, a tug-of-war thing, and, of course, the bag rips and the hand goes flying out. Yeah. Uh, so, Sugechi's, like, terrified, but he, like, Which, stands his ground. Again, why, as soon as he got that bag back... Kira didn't just explode the hand. I don't know. I, yeah. Well, because he hasn't broken up with it yet. And Kira oh. being a weirdo, I think, like, he would need to go through that weird song, song and dance of breaking up with the hand. Okay. I can buy that, I guess. Yeah. So, uh... Kira notices this finally, and it's just like, oh, you got the same power I do, and then he starts, like, sharing a bunch of personal information about himself, like, where he lives and works. Mm hmm And he's just like, uh, I'm doing this, I'm, I'm saying all this because, like, I want you to know I want to live a quiet life, but, like, I fucking met you and Jesus Christ, I'm not going to be able to sleep tonight, so you've got to die. <laughs> yeah. So he summons Killer Queen, which is a fantastic yes. stand name. It's also a giant cat person, and uh -huh. I love this stand. Yep, I like how you get to see its like weird cat-human skull before it like melts in with its regular form. Yes, uh, in, I really love this stand. In the subtitles, it's called Deadly Queen, which I think is pretty good. Uh, uh, but Killer, Killer Queen is better obviously better. the best. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I love it. Stand power too. Just anything that it touches, it can turn into an explosive. Like, uh -huh. that's that could be pretty brutal. Yep. But that's the uh, end but, of that yeah, episode. Yes, yeah, Killer Queen that. comes out, and you know it's on. Yeah. Uh, manga uh, uh, manga anime differences. <clears throat> Added new scenes with Kai Harada, Kira cutting his nails. With a bowling pin shaped nail clipper Preparing breakfast And showing him giving a ring to the severed hand Yeah, the nail cutting thing is Something that comes up a lot Just so you know Like, that's why it's also in the intro Huh It's kind of weird nah, there's a reason for it There's, okay, I was going to ask If there's like a specific reason Or if it's just like a strange quirk That they gave him or something Well, both Mm. Um, added a line referencing Koichi and Yukako being together Which didn't happen yet in the corresponding manga chapters Added lines of dialogue between Josuke and Okuyasu About the sauce in their food when, Ki when Kira is trying to get the sandwich bag Yeah, they uh, argue about like what sauce you use on Katsudan, right? Where, yeah, Okuyasu uh, says soy, soy sauce. sauce Yeah and they're like, no, use catso like sauce. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oyster uh, sauce is... So. Oyster sauce? Yeah. Put Gross. that on everything. Oh. Kira putting on gloves to hide his fingerprints while in the gymnasium is removed? Why? <laughs> so they made him more careless. Yeah. Awesome. Apparently. Sure. 
Yeah. Okay. Hey, look, man. Hey, wrong again, gloves maybe would have taken a bit more effort. You're also removed Kira checking if anyone could see him before releasing Killer Queen. Right. So actually, that's maybe the most interesting thing to me because that means he doesn't know that people can't see Killer Queen. That's amazing. You're like, yeah, we'll just make him kind of dumber. Yeah, that's great. Is that it? Yep. All the all the. All right. Well, (sighs) I wish I had Killer Queen's powers. I could. Explode that wiki. <laughs> the wiki is a valuable resource, even if sometimes I hate oh, it. Oh, fuck you. No, it's not. <laughs> we read Suda's notes. It stopped being valuable, like, Who? what, 10 episodes of this podcast ago? Suda! You remember Suda? No. We took that picture with him. Look, I got the picture right here. Oh, no. Suda's turning invisible. <laughs> You're talking about Suda51? Yeah, you know what this means, Larry? I gotta have sex with my mom. It's the only way to bring him back. Well, that's your solution to everything. I've watched most of Back to the Future. I'm pretty sure I know what it's about. Yeah, you have to uh, steal a black man's music. And then everything will be okay. Yeah. I mean, you know what, though? Considering some of the stuff Chuck Berry was up to... Don't feel mm-hmm. bad about it. I don't really know anything about Chuck Berry, so I'll look it up. Mm. Not great. Mm. So yeah, Killer Queen starts fighting Harvest, just batting him away, uh, and then like Harvest sinks its fingers into Kira's neck, uh, and he's like, "He'll cut out that thing. What will make him bleed a lot?" He takes a while to figure out it's called an artery. No, he knows it's an artery, but he forgets what it's called. He's like, oh, right, the carotid. Okay. Well, look. Sagechi is a uh, dumbass versus dumbass in this episode, but I still think that Kira has him pretty outsmarted. Just be grateful that uh, we don't get a scene of Shigechi playing with the artery like Dio did. Oh, God. That's worse than the other thing you said about Sagechi. No, it's not. What if he said the thing that you came up with as he's playing with the artery? Shigechi is a sensual being. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. I deserve this. Actually, so the the gagging became real there for a little bit. I did it once as a joke, and then it actually started triggering my gag right. reflex. <laughs> yeah. Think of Shigechi and put a toothbrush in there. <laughs> oh, God. I do that enough, I'll be pretty enough for prom. Uh-huh. So, uh... He... So, yeah, he, he shows Shigechi a hundred yen coin... And uh, Harvest takes it to examine it, and then Kira blows that fucker up right in front of his face. Yep. And this is really awesome because you get a up close shot of his face being torn open in like three chunks. Yeah. 
like implodes. Yeah. Schadenfreude is what they call this, I believe. <laughs> I believe it's pronounced Schadenfreude, but sure. Ah, whatever. Whatever. Yeah. Sure. Schadenfreude. Schadenfreude. Fradenfreude. Sigmund Freud. I mean, that's like actually a joke from Bill and Ted, so congratulations. <laughs> Great. Uh, so yeah, somehow, like, blowing his face up wasn't enough to kill him, uh, and, like, it also, like, drove bits of his face into Sigechi's brain. Yeah, he says stuff, like, basically his, uh, head was put through a blender, essentially. Watch it spin around to you, beautiful oblivion. Yeah. So, (laughs) despite the fact that Kira... Is like, I send chunks of your head into your brain. I'm going to start asking you questions about people you know and where to find them. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Because he wants to know about Josuke and Okuyasu. And he's just like, if you don't tell me, I will kill your mom and dad. Uh huh. And so Sugechi is uh, not going to go for Like, he wants to protect his mom and dad, but he's also not going to sell his friends out, which is. Shocking for Sugechi. Yeah. Like, that's really weird and not at all consistent with his character up until now. Yeah. Like, uh, I think and he also. A lot of stuff here is like Araki desperately trying to make Shigechi likable before he gets exploded <laughs> and doesn't work. Nope. Uh, Sugechi also blabs at least one important detail that he shouldn't, which is that. He and his friends are looking for Remy's killer. Yeah. And that registers with Kira, who obviously killed her. Uh, and so Sugechi then, like, has Harvest come and, like, form a giant tornado around him to, like, whisk him away. And Kira falls for a little bit of, like, a, a dupe. He sees one of the Harvests, like, run around a corner and follows it. But Sugechi's actually had them, like, take him to a nearby bush so they can then, like, help him crawl into the school to go look for Josuke no Kiyos. Uh-huh. Just the smartest thing he's ever... D- like, that and actually falling backwards on them and having them, like, carry him away in his fight with Josuke no Kiyasu are, like, the two smartest things he's ever actually done. Yeah. Harvest is a really cool stand with a lot of possibilities, and it is wasted on Shigechi. Absolutely. Yeah, I I love Harvest to death. Like, I think that's actually a really cool power, and I love the way that they look. It is a crime that they are attached at the hip to Sugechi. Yep. Ah, so, uh, he's, like, running down the halls of the school looking just grisly, and, like, a couple of girls run up to him and just, like, oh my god, maybe we should go tell someone he doesn't look so good, and then one of them's like, yeah, but he also looks like a creep? <laughs> so, like, what if we just left him alone? Yeah. <laughs> so they do, which is yeah. the correct choice. <laughs> uh, not that really matters, as it turns out. No, Sugechi gets to the door of Josuke no Kiyasu's homeroom, but then notices Kira... Uh, hanging out in the window across the hall like a badass. Yep. 
And Kira's just like, you didn't think I'd be that dumb, did you? And he has his like, Ozymandias moment here. Yes, uh, Sugechi, uh decides that he's just going to open the door, even if it's his final moments, and he's going to scream out Josuke no Kiyasu, but Kira has already turned the doorknob into an explosive. Yep, he's just like, I already touched that doorknob. Blam! Yeah. Sugechi is completely vaporized, just turns to dust. Yep. Dust. Uh, but... Dust. Uh, Mr. Joestar, I don't feel so good. <laughs> yep. Killer Queen is basically Thanos. Oh, man. So... Uh, Kira then leaves the school, uh, but he notices he's missing a button on his jacket, which, as it happens, Harvest is carrying into the classroom uh, as his final dying message. Uh, Harvest evaporates but drops the button, and Josuke takes it with him. Mm -hmm. Which uh, becomes a plot point pretty soon. Yep. Uh, as every So before everyone meets up, actually, though, we, we get a shot of Sagechi's ghost Screaming towards the <laughs> afterlife. Yep. Curling through the air, his face cracking apart into chunks. Yep. I love that part. <laughs> Raimi is like standing there watching it, like, well, that's not good. Yeah. Oh, man. So, uh, yeah, everyone meets up with Raimi after this, because uh, no one can find Sugechi. And she's just like, no, uh, this hideous circus freak that you described to me definitely died. Uh -huh. I've seen some fucked up shit. I ain't never seen anything like that. Yeah. So he's confirmed dead. Mm -hmm. uh, and the group then realizes that a stand user must be behind everything uh, because Josuke says that like he doesn't think anybody could defeat Harvest uh, so it must be somebody with a stand and a very powerful stand at that yes so this is how they get Jotaro's attention on the subject yeah Jotaro finally gives a shit about <laughs> <Yeah>. something <laughs> also during this uh, congregation Tonio was there and Aya, oh, for some yeah. reason. Yep. Imagine if Aya got a hold of Sagechi, the kind of shit she would have to work to fix that mess. Oh, man. Like, jeez. She'd need uh, the Black Desert Online character creator to do something to Sagechi <laughs> to make him look presentable. <laughs> it could also make him look so much worse. Well, yeah. Toe to tip, tip. That's, that's a Sagechi. <laughs> <laughs> Here you go, Rocky says, That's it, you're the Sagechi man now. Uh, okay, so, so, by the way, I've actually never again, seen a comic, like a drawing of Sagechi from the comic, by the way, because I can only imagine how much worse he looks. So, yeah, everyone uh, decides that they're going to kind of like go their own way and, and hunt down. Kira with I guess like um, Like they were looking for him Before but they weren't like super serious About it I guess but like now it's for real That sort mm -hmm. of thing uh, And so Like the next day uh, Koichi's walking down the street and he bumps Into Jotaro 
uh, and tries to like strike up a conversation, but then realizes like, oh, Jatoro is kind of like a pain in the ass to talk to because he has no personality. What, Jotaro? Yeah. I don't believe that. Yeah. Uh, but Jotaro's been, like, uh, going around showing the button to different tailors in town. Uh, but then going has, like, around showing the butt. <laughs> Please look at a picture of our friend Okuyasu's butt. This Have you seen this butt? These cheeks. Give I'm not looking him. for this butt. I just wanted to share it with you. <laughs> Okay, yes, he's go he shows the button. This um, Check out the size of this man's butt. <laughs> it's insane. He's my this friend. Guy's butt. I know that butt. <laughs> I'm sorry, I'm done now. Good. <laughs> yeah, he, he goes to like a um a shoe tailor, uh a shoeman, shoe repairsman. Yeah. Uh Fun fact, in the Leprechaun movies, the Leprechaun is oh, actually, uh, by trade, a shoeshine uh, boy. And oh. so one of the ways they distract the Leprechaun is they throw a bunch of shoes at him because then he's compelled to start shining the shoes. He's not even a cobbler. He's just a shoe shiner. I, no, I think he might actually just be a cobbler. I just oh. didn't remember like the, the term. Uh but the way they distract him is by having him shine the shoes. Okay. That is one, as it turns out, of like a half dozen different weaknesses he has. Others include just showing him a four-leaf clover, using a medallion that just shows up at one point for some reason. Uh, steel, I think, hurts him. Steel? Like, like the Shaq certain... movie? Yes, no, if you put that on and, like, make him watch it, like, he just starts, like, gushing green blood from his eye sockets. It's it's in the special features. Well, that would be impossible to use against him now, because I believe Steel has never even been released on DVD. (laughs) I think if you really want to see Steel starring Shaquille O'Neal, you have to get the VHS. Oh, no, one less weakness (laughs) for the Leprechaun. That's right. Yeah, he's got like a, a ton of different weaknesses, which is like another one, which is is like his gold is intrinsically connected to him. So if you like torch his gold, he will catch on fire. So the gold is his stand. Yeah, actually, he just sort of summoned it up out of nowhere. Holy shit. These sound good. They are actually great movies and you should watch them. But yeah, like it's kind of crazy how many weaknesses the Leprechaun actually has. Anyway, what was I talking about? Jotaro has to fight a leprechaun, so he goes to a cobbler. Yeah. Well, and then inside there's a short guy who, actually I had noted, looks like a Peter Dinklage character. <laughs> like, he, he just does. He's short and has, like, weird hair and earrings and sort. I don't know if he's supposed to be a foreigner. Like, I couldn't really tell. It seems like he is, considering he has trouble reading the tag near the end. Yeah. But it he, uh, he looks like he's maybe supposed to be American. By the way, this makes me consider, I would really like them to make like a true Leprechaun sequel, but it's like Peter Dinklage plays like the master Leprechaun. Like he's yes. the Leprechaun that is responsible for Warwick Davis's Leprechaun. 
Oh, that'd be good. And like Warwick Davis's leprechaun stole his pot of gold, and now he's finally awoken and wants his gold back. That that would be really good. I, I actually think... really need someone to get me in contact with whoever owns the license to. Oh, it's the WWE. Fuck. The thing is, I actually Fuck. think Peter Dinklage has said he will never play a leprechaun. Like he he is very much opposed to it. Well, you know, just I'll send him my script and we'll just go from there, right? Who knows? It's maybe it's one of those things where it's like for the right script. Or, you know, once you explain to him he's not just a leprechaun, he is the no. leprechaun. Yeah. In fact, that's the name of the movie since we dropped the numbering convention. It's just the leprechaun. Yeah. Like the Wolverine. Yeah. it's It's got a double meaning, you see, because it's almost like a, a soft reboot in a way. But then it also has like a meaning in, in the plot because it's it's the leprechaun versus yeah. the leprechaun. Yeah. This is a million dollar I just, idea. I just really want a scene where Peter Dinklage and Warwick Davis are screaming, I want me gold at each other, but louder and louder each time. Yeah. Oh, they could both have they could both have leprechaun mobiles. And they could have like a <laughs> fight, like a twisted metal fight, the leprechaun mobiles. <laughs> There will be no safe zones oh this year. God. No places to hide. Oh my god, this is the best movie that's never been made. <laughs> uh, turns out Calypso oh, okay. is behind all of it. He's pitting the two leprechauns against each other. See, now to make sure that like I have ownership over this, I'm going to have to put this podcast in an envelope and send it to myself. <laughs> I don't think that's how it works, but you can try well. it. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, they're they're in the cobbler, uh, the shoe, shoe, the shoe house, whatever they call it. I don't fucking know. And Jotar is just like, hey, uh, I'm looking for like the suit that this button might have come from. You wouldn't happen to be able to point me in the right direction. And the guy's like, I don't really know, except you know somebody brought in this suit that happens to be missing a button that looks exactly like that button. Uh huh. Also, small child, would you like some of my animal crackers, he says to Koichi, who is four years old. Yeah, I like how he specifies that he always eats the camels last so you can have any of the other animals. Uh, there was something that did that, though, where it was like... There's a show or a movie where, like, one of the animal crackers was a rare one, and if you found it, it was the you Simpsons. money. That's it, yeah. They found old animal oh. crackers like in the attic, and it won them a trip on a safari. Or no, no, is it? It's. It, I'm thinking of a different thing because, like, the joke was eventually that somebody ate all the animal crackers, presumably oh. including the one that would have won them something. Oh, I don't know. Then I was thinking of that Simpsons. One. E send us an email if you know what the hell I'm talking about, because I genuinely don't remember. Yeah. Uh, so he's going to read the tag, and like you said, he can't read the, the name on it. He starts to sound it out, and it's obviously Kira. Uh, but then, like, a laser beam shoots through his hand and just, like, obliterates it. Yeah. Uh, there, I think there's, like, a bit where, like, one of the fingers slowly, like, falls off. Uh-huh. Oh, it looks so gross, even though it's, like, completely covered in black. Uh, but then, uh, a little goofy-looking tank 
like rolls up on this guy's shoulder and is just like, look at me. It's very cute. <laughs> it is. It's adorable. Uh, but the guy looks over and obviously all he can see are the little tank treads. And then uh, it blows or no, it doesn't blow up. It like forces its way into his mouth. Okay. Which kills him. I think like it drives into his mouth after oh, yeah, he yeah. looks at it. Okay. Yes. Uh, and then uh, Kira's in a, a room in the back and uh, he goes to grab his jacket, but he's not like quite pulling it in. He's sort of like jerking it around. And I think like the, the idea is he's trying to get Jotaro and Koichi to come closer. Yeah. So he can blow up this weird tank thing. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, they they don't quite go for it, and the episode kind of ends there with this uh, standoff. But the that guy is exploded. R.I.P. Yeah, rest in peace, weird-looking foreign hippie dude guy. <laughs> we had like a design that I actually thought he was going to be a stand user. Like I kind of dig the way that that guy looked. Yeah, he looks really unique. For a guy that shows up for about two minutes and then gets exploded. Which, like, we've talked about that before. It's just like a JoJo's thing of, like, even these characters who immediately die have, like, a lot of thought put into their design. But I actually thought that's, like, one thing Part 4 hasn't quite done. Uh-huh. Is I kind of feel Part 4's character designs are weirdly subdued for JoJo's Bizarre Adventure. They are. Um, but what like, I... a few exceptions. <laughs> But uh, yeah, one of the things I like about part four, though, is that up until this point, pretty much every character that's been like a part of an episode later comes back. Like there aren't really any one offs except for, unfortunately, Tonio uh, oh. and some of the others like don't really do a whole lot, but they still show up now and then like Hazamata and Tamami. So Aya does, like, have a whole other episode or something coming up at some point? Yep. Okay. All right. I'm fine with her. I I actually kind of dig her character. Like, the whole I talk as if though I have low blood pressure thing <laughs> is my jam. Uh, Yukako yeah. I could do without, though. I think Yukako's kind of done at this point, from what I remember. Good. Like at We're this cool. point, like Yukako is kind of there to introduce Aya, basically. Uh, manga anime differences. When Killer Queen is revealed, its skull is shown briefly before forming skin and morphing into the iconic face. So apparently, that wasn't in the manga, which is weird because that's cool. It is. I like that a lot. Especially because its skull has, like, those aren't ears, there's horns on the skull. Yeah. Uh, Kira's neck injury, done by Harvest, remains throughout the rest of this arc, even including him licking his own blood when interrogating Shigechi and having neck bandages after the gathering of the protagonists. Uh, so in the manga, apparently, Araki just completely forgot about it, as he tends to do. Oh, kind of forgot to mention, uh, he sort of almost bumps into them at that meeting and then, like, breaks up with the hand, oh, finally, yeah. and then targets another woman, and, like, later we see he has a new hand friend. 
Oh yeah, the the lady that's talking about like, well, he got me this uh, ring. It was only really expensive instead of really really expensive. So I'm probably gonna break up with him, but I'll keep the ring. Ha 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 ha. And Kira's like, huh, she really sucks. I'm gonna take her hand. Yeah. Uh, a sign warning middle schoolers from going to the high school section is included when Shigechi tries to escape Kira. During the gathering of Josuke's comrades, Ayasuchi is included, making a statement foreshadowing her encounter with Kira. When Kira crosses paths with Josuke in the manga, he is seen wearing a different tie and shirt. The anime replaces this with his outfit from the sheer heart attack arc. Kira is shown destroying his previous hand before allowing or before following the woman complaining about her boyfriend. During the scene of the woman complaining about her boyfriend, the anime added a background character. This character is also shown before Koichi meets Jotaro? I don't know. What? Uh, I guess just some random character was put in the background. I, it, it's nobody Wow, great! as far as I know. <laughs> put a bullet point next to that one and stick it on the wiki! Well, they did. Added awesome! Scene. Added scenes with Kira in the hand of the woman who is complaining about her boyfriend, a Morio radio segment, and Koichi walking through the streets before finding Jotaro. Before meeting up with Jotaro, a scene with Koichi walking past St. Gentleman's where girls are talking about their friend is added. Added that Kira has been found four days after Shigechi's death and three days before the 1st of July. Added that the tailor cannot see sheer heart attack, but only its trail. Mm. Uh, okay. Oh yeah, it does say uh, Tama- in the trivia section, Tamami is the only stand user not present when everyone meets up to discuss Shigechi's death. Oh, so, that's... Hmm. I want more Tamami. Me too. So... I like them. Announcement about the future of this podcast. Here we go. You ready for this? Uh, yeah, yeah. Okay, so after this, um, we only have a few weeks left in part four, and we're going to be getting into part five. Uh, and we'll only have maybe t- three weeks of multi episodes for that before we catch up with what's currently airing. And one episode a week, not be, it'd be pretty short. So we want to pad this out a little bit, and so we are doing anime roulette. You should put in like some casino sounds here, ching, like ching, some ching, slot ching, machines ching, and ching, stuff. Ching, ching. Actually, I I do ding, have ding, 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 I do have ding, something ding. I'm going to put in there as the theme for that when we get to it. Uh, but anime roulette, we are going to be watching a random episode picked through a random number generator. Of a long-running series we know nothing about. That's kind of the issue here, is we need to find series that are ideally over a hundred episodes that we don't actually know anything about. So we can't mm. use like Naruto. That's... We can't use One Piece, because even though we haven't watched all of them, like we know generally what their deal is, you know. Sort. So I I almost feel like this is if it were just me this would be way easier because i actually don't watch a lot of anime you know a lot more than i do so like one piece or naruto that would work for me because i don't know like close to anything about those really 
Yeah, really. I like, I've I, I at least picked up something about them. I've picked up, I think, more about One Piece than I have Naruto. Huh. Uh, but it, but it isn't like the the thing that I talked about to begin with, which was Bleach. Uh, I understood a whole lot less about Bleach than those two. So for what that's worth. Uh, but well, yeah, like. Yeah. What? Well, so send if you send in a suggestion, I would say send in multiple suggestions. Don't just suggest uh, one or two anime because there is a possibility it's something that we're familiar with. Yes. Uh, but if you really want to fuck with our brains, uh, look for something relatively obscure with a lot of episodes. Yeah, well, that's the idea. So right now, the ones on my list, uh, I think, considering we've going to we're going to have a few weeks of uh, one episode part fives to test this out. We will hmm. probably try a couple of different series before deciding on one. Just do sort of pilot episodes, you know, see how they work out. Because yeah, if something is just completely incomprehensible, then we probably won't do that one again. Um, right now, the three frontrunners I have on my list, the main candidates are Reborn, which I... I kind of worried if part of that would trigger your baby fear, but apparently not. Oh. Because you didn't mm-hmm. have any reaction to the image I showed you. You were just like, I don't know, it looks like a weird little cat man. I don't so, uh, Reborn, uh, Hunter x Hunter, or Law of Ueki are kind of the three I've got mm-hmm. right now. So I don't really so just, know anything about any of them. Just to be clear, we will switch these up a bit because we'll have quite a bit of one episode uh, part five thing. So, like, we're not just going to settle on one series and have that be the whole anime roulette. It's going to be that no, like, we I might thought, do a couple episodes. That was the idea. One. Oh, see, I was thinking it was a different series almost each time. No, I just thought that was how we would start it to figure out unearthed. what we like, and then from there we try to piece together the story by watching them out of order. That works too. It either or. It's a good thing we didn't really hammer down the specifics of this before. No, we this. we we talked about it. I, the problem is, I think I misunderstood you. Apparently. So. so, if you have suggestions on series that are long ranked that we might not know anything about, uh, which honestly is probably most series. Um, yeah. But. Yeah, like not Naruto, Bleach, One Piece, because I've re- I've read, I would say, a good chunk of those. I've not watched almost any of the animes because why would you subject yourself to that? I have actually also, like, yeah, I guess Naruto and One Piece wouldn't quite work because I have seen episodes of that completely out of order and out of context. Um Usually when I visit my family, uh, which means I've been drinking a lot of free alcohol, uh, so I'm almost always drunk as hell whenever One Piece comes on. Yeah. Which is pretty much the way to watch it from what I've gathered. I really like the manga. Weird crying clown men. And oh, yeah. Gum gum Frank- fruits. Frankie is a good boy. So Good boy, Frankie. If, if you have suggestions... Email them to Larry at destroyallchildren.com and uh, I'll give them a look. Um, oh, I forgot to mention the guy that I talked about who had done the internet 
uh, archaeology on the buttholes, guys, is Authoritimi. That was his name. I forgot about it. So check him out. Go follow him on Mastodon. He's a good follow. Also, yeah, he knows a lot about buttholes. Yeah. Also, bofa.lol is dead. I'm at radical.town now. Um, basically, considering <laughs> the way Mastodon instances have a tendency of exploding, uh, just search for Larry Davis and whichever one is <laughs> tooting recently. That's me. Be on web.zone next week. Yeah. God. Hey, you know, boy, I've kind of woken up in the past 30 minutes. We should redo <laughs> nice. this episode. I don't really like the way it turned out. <laughs> Please, <Okay>. no. <laughs> okay, so that's it for uh, right. this week's oh, Stand and Deliver. While, while, we're, while we're sharing the email thing, too, uh, by the way, if uh, you know the people who hold the current copyright on the leprechaun movies or maybe you just happen to own that yourself uh, and you want to talk about the leprechaun get in touch do you want to get a phone call from vince mcmahon <laughs> jesus christ yes i heard you want to make a leprechaun movie god damn it <laughs> that is all i want <laughs> that is all i want for my life to be attached as the director of The Leprechaun. Come meet me and we'll talk about The Leprechaun. That sounds more like Richard Nixon. Peter, you need to man. yell about your shillelaghs more loudly. <laughs> okay, so that's it for this episode of Stand and Deliver. Uh, I'm Larry Davis. This was George Brundle. We never introduced ourselves at the beginning, but at this point, you know who we are. We're not getting new yeah. listeners at this point. Come on. No, part five already started. That ship has sailed. <laughs> I, I think, think we'll they realize we're not talking about old donuts hair yet and bailed. Huh? Donut hair. Main character. Oh, I don't know his okay. name. Giorno. George Brando? Yeah, that's it. Congratulations. <laughs> All right. Hey, look, I better start fucking that name up now. <laughs> Next time, we'll be watching uh, episodes 23 through 25, which are Sheer Heart Attack, or just Heart Attack, uh, part one through Adam Heart Father, or just Heart Father, depending on... I, uh, I have, before we completely uh, sign off, uh, someone I know has watched ahead a little bit, and they said, I think it's episode 25 specifically has some real shit go down. Yep. We'll get that uh, next is time. that the one where you said there's a character you like less than uh, no. Sugechi in this? Okay. No, that's 26. 26 is oh. the character I really despise. All right. I, I kind of mentioned to him, I'm like, uh, Larry really hates this other character that's not been introduced yet. And I was like, I wonder if that's... No, the guy in episode 25 is great. Okay. Yeah, because his reaction to it made it seem like he did not like whatever it was that went down. So... Uh, I don't know why, but he, okay. He was, like, he was like, I had to stop watching for a little bit and like just sort of consider what happened. Huh. Like he made it sound like something really pops off in it. I, I'm looking forward to it. I've also probably now hyped it up way more in my head, and it will never be able to deliver. Yeah, so. I think so because I don't remember it having that sort of like causing that kind of reaction in me. I don't know. Maybe he was talking about 26, and I got confused. I I got no idea. 
we'll no, find I out doubt next it. week. 26 is just a waste of an episode with a horrible character. Okay. No, nothing of note happens in it, and uh, it has no effect on anything else. Perfect. Anyway, we'll see you next time. Come on.